Hello, and welcome to the Accepted Podcast. My name is Tyler Kusinoki, and this is your Week in Five, where we review the latest college news headlines that you need to know. All right, so let's get started off with our first topic. An article in the Chronicle for Higher Education uh, recently just came out that delves a little bit deeper into the U.S. News and World Report rankings. This is something that I will be returning to over and over and over again, just because it is something that I find a lot of the families that I work with, a lot of the students that I work with, and of course, obviously, even myself, we kind of tend to obsess a little bit over, right? Like, these are the rankings, these are the go-to. It's been an authority for so many years. And the article pointed out something interesting. I'm like, it's like, well, this is also the, the report that ranks cars and hotels and like cities in general so what on earth earned them the right to be the authority on colleges on all things college and so it was a really interesting article because it delves into the annual meeting that that US News and World Report goes to and they meet with they meet with colleges and they meet with college representatives to kind of tinker around and figure out some of the data one of the bigger takeaways from all of that is that, and this is something that we've known for some time, but I think it's important for families to know, right? That U.S. News and World Report, all of that data, a good majority of that data is self-reported, right? And so colleges, so U.S. News and World Report sends out a survey and it's pretty detailed. And obviously many of these things can be fact-checked if need be, but that a good, that, that most of the information that you're finding on U.S. News and World Report is not some empirical study where they send out people to visit every single school and really test it and really, really take a hard look at the data. It's all self-reported, right? And so that alone should be just something to think about when you are evaluating college rankings. Uh, the other part is that they base their rankings, and this is something that they've been recently trying to change, but that up until a point, all of their rankings in terms of difficulty have been based on the quality of the students who are going in, not on the outcomes, right? Not on the production, not of the employment, right? Not on the return on investment. Um, they are starting to make that shift because that's probably what matters the most. Like we get that kids going into MIT are really, really high caliber, but if kids who are graduating from MIT without a job, then what's the point, right? And so the, the good thing on one hand is that the conference is even happening so that the rankings are constantly being shifted. But on the flip side, the article was pretty revealing that leaning on the US News and World Report as the definitive, as kind of the Bible for all of it is probably not the way to go. And this is something that I have stressed over and over and over with, right? Visit the school. Make your own, make up your own mind. Obsessing over the rankings and the numbers and which one's higher than the other is not going to do you any good in terms of finding the school that's right for you. It is just one tool in a box of many, and that report kind of confirms it. The other set of articles I've been reading a lot of, whether that be kind of a parent blog called Grown and Flown, or the New York Times, or even the Chronicle for Higher Education, there have been a bevy of articles that have been coming out that are reporting final data from this past year about the sheer number of students who are choosing not to enroll in college or not to apply for college immediately after high school. This is a growing trend in part due to the pandemic, but also just due to the fact that kids are starting to see and feel that there are more options, whether that be technical college or taking a gap year or just working, right? Because the reality for many students um, is that they view college as four years where I will emerge with a ton of debt and not necessarily an improvement in my career options. And so while 
college degree has always been correlated with success in that area with eventually higher income, it is something to take note of that this conversation of what should I fill my time with is an important one. And the concept of a gap year is something I will be revisiting in the big longer podcast throughout the week. All right. And finally, read. There are so many opportunities to read. A lot of major newspapers have released their kind of high school summer reading list. Uh, the New York Times in particular has a summer reading competition that is open to middle schoolers and high schoolers. I think it's an excellent opportunity for you to, for students to delve in. But um, it's the skill that I find is the one that is the most lacking. Um, so whether you just pick up, go off of a book list from The Atlantic or The New York Times or The Wall Street Journal or The Economist or whatever, or you just start kind of setting your own goals for reading, get some reading done this summer, okay? All right, thanks for listening to The Accepted Podcast. This has been Your Week in Five. Stay tuned later this week for the main podcast where we're gonna dive deeper into the world of college admissions. If you like what you hear, give us a like and hit the bell for notifications. And if you're looking for support in the applications office, my inbox is always open, all right? Contact me at college at tokyoacademics.com. Thanks. (laughs) 